Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of It's 11, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy. This episode is sponsored by www.untoldcourage.com, a men's fashion clothing brand that gives 12% of its profits back to mental health charities, saving lives one garment at a time. Welcome to another episode of It's Eleven, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy. This is our end of season award show. Joined tonight by Steve in Aberdeenshire. How are you, Steve? I'm good, thanks, Mark. How are you? I'm smashing, yeah. Tom, you're over in Leicestershire. How's life been the last few weeks? You want, mate? So, <laughs> how's life been the last few weeks? Yeah, it's been all right. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been good. Um, obviously, no football or no proper football. Yeah, so <laughs> filling my time with other things, but yeah. And speaking of, speaking of no proper football, Baz, you're looking forward to watching Scotland in the Euros. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my friend, speak to you soon. <laughs> we, look, we look all right. We're going into it looking okay. Oh come on! Yeah, well, you beat Luxembourg one 0 didn't you? That was uh, <laughs> something to write home about. We'll, we'll see, my friend. Yeah, I think you guys buckle to us. We'll see. Well, I don't know. It must like uh, genuinely. I'm excited f- for you a little bit because it's been so long in it without a major tournament for for Scotland. Oh. '98, the last oh. one. What's the country like up there? I mean, you guys must be must be buzzing. Yeah, buzzing. That's what. That's one of the best football occasions we had when we won that penalty shootout. So yeah, delighted. Yeah, yeah long time coming in. It, and to be fair, it is because we've been absolutely immense, but we've actually yeah. got the right squad this time. So yeah, I mean, Chay Adams up front, and he scored three goals for us in four. That's not <laughs> bad. How did he end up playing for Scotland? Is it because although he was born in Leicester, Jock Wallace was the manager once? Is that? His gra- I think his granddad was Scottish. Supposedly. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Supposedly. Listen, I, I, joking aside, I'll be uh, I'll be sort of rooting deep down for the the home nations. I think with 
yeah. uh, Wales there as well. So apart from when we play each other, that'll be an yeah, interesting occasion yeah. for us. <laughs> it's the, the 18th of June, that one, isn't it? That should be a, an interesting evening on the on Oh, the can't wait, friends, can't wait. Yeah. English English should do well, though, in theory, looking at the squad. The squad is, is exciting, but Gareth Southgate... Yeah, it's a good squad. It's just a good yeah. good, 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 good. got gormless Gareth, haven't we? So, yeah, he yeah. seems it's bad, there. Yeah. You're going to be looking at playing players like Sterling and Rashford that are out of form over. Jack Grealish has to start, doesn't he? I know it's Celeste Shea, but Jack Grealish is, he's got to be. If you say to me right now, what's the one player that has to start for England on Sunday? I'd say Jack Grealish. Yeah, me too. Hemming for them. I tell you, you shouldn't be starting a Barry for England. Tyrone Mings, woeful. Yeah, well, I obviously didn't watch the game the other night, but he's been slaughtered on Twitter. Yeah, awful, awful. Anyway, we're here to talk Leicester to start with. We might come back to the Euros a little bit later. Uh, it's just the four of us today. No Aidan again. Um, I think he's put a transfer request in to uh, Leicester City TV or something like that. So uh, he has sent me his uh, predictions or his nominations for, for the awards this season as well. So we've got eight awards to go through tonight. So we've put something up on socials a little bit earlier. I've got your nominations as well. And we'll go with the majority rules to, to crown our winner. And we'll start with the player of the season, normally the big did, one. Did we get many people, by the way, on the on Facebook or whatever to vote? Hundreds. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I think it was three. <laughs> I, I, I did it's almost it, as many as is. <laughs> I did leave it a little bit late, but the consensus is clear within that. So we'll start off with, with player of the season, which was actually a, a two horse race, if you like. And those two horses were Johnny Evans and, and Yuri Tillemans. Um, within all the votes, Yuri Tillemans came out on top, four votes to three. Let's start with Johnny Evans, though, Baz. I know you put a vote in for him as our player of the season, as did, as did Aidan. What made you? What made you vote for him as player of the season? Just, I think he's been class all season. Um, I think it's shown at the tail end, unfortunately, that without him, the, the team isn't as strong. He's obviously a clear leader. Um, what I didn't know about him up until joining this podcast and watching more Leicester is how good he is actually on the ball and good mm-hmm. range of passing. And he obviously commands the respect from the young ones because Fofana looks like Marcel Desai when he's playing with him. But without him, he looks awful. Well, not awful, but just not the same calibre. Yeah, yeah. He's learned a lot, isn't he, from, from yeah. Johnny Evans. Three years ago, Tom, yesterday, Johnny Evans signed. Me and you yeah. were sunning ourselves out in the Dominican Republic at the time. Uh, he's, he served as well, hasn't he, over those three years? Yeah, and who would have thought how well how integral to the squad he, he, he was going to be? Uh, obviously, with um, you know Morgan and some other defenders kind of dropping out of the squad and the younger yeah. boys coming in. It was a good position for him to fill, really. Yeah, he's sort of become the daddy of the defence, isn't he? And, uh, yeah. With, with those older players going out and with Wes Morgan and Christian Fuchs uh, obviously leaving Steve, he's got a bigger role to to play next season behind the scenes, hasn't he? He has. Have we, uh, I mean, have we spent... Three and a half million as well in the last few years. I don't think so. I think he's been vital to our success. As you said, with Maguire leaving, um, with Morgan and Fuchs not being able to play at the at the level, well, Morgan probably not at all of late, really. Um, and Sionchu and Fafana both needing someone yeah. to guide them. That's why I, I still think that we may need a Tarkovsky 
I'm not a massive fan of his, but somebody with the experience that yeah. can give Evans a rest if we if we're fighting on four fronts. He can't play all the time. He's 33 now, so I think we need another experienced defender to help the young ones through. Yeah, I think so. I think if he's going to go three at the back as well, and um, that yeah. is that is going to be a, a requirement for next season, isn't it? Some talk about Josh Knight being brought back in from loan. He was at I think Wickham Wanderers last season, very highly rated. There, he's been given a new deal, so we don't know if that's going to be an option for us. But certainly, a more experienced head is going to be needed. I think I can pinpoint the exact moment that Johnny Evans went from being a good defender to a bit of a court hero at Leicester. And Tom, I'm not sure if you remember last season when we played Spurs at home just before COVID. But it was sometime, we were there anyway, so it was before COVID. <laughs> um, right. and, and it was, we just got back in the game at one all and we were chasing the, the winner. And Harry Kane was breaking for Spurs on the halfway line and Johnny Evans came in and absolutely took everything, clean as a whistle. But Harry Kane was doing cartwheels over there. Do you remember that? Right? <laughs> I do now you mention it, yeah. <laughs> He's a lucky, isn't he? Any time Kane gets the ball in our half, we're always uh, a bit twitchy, aren't we? So oh, We're not yeah. going back there. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to think about Harry Kane, actually. I've said that. Actually, I do want to think about him, but not, not in his first year. Uh, but yeah, Johnny Evans became runner-up in that category and uh, a very worthy runner-up and potentially a little bit unlucky. Um, none of you guys, apart from Steve, voted for uh, Yuri Tillemans to be player of the season, but he has picked Johnny Evans. Steve, what were your thoughts behind nominating Yuri? Well, um, like Casper, he's played just about every game. I think he played 51 or 52 games. I think it was 51 games for us last season. Um, Barry seemed to only watch his like five or six bad ones out of the 51. Um, But I think he, uh, you know, him and Ndidi make us tick. Ndidi is the ball winner, the interceptor, uh, keeping it simple. Uh, And Tillemans plays forward quite a lot. And he can run with it a little bit, but he's got that forward vision, attacking vision in um, that we sadly miss and the ability to spray passes around. We sadly miss if he's not playing. We haven't got anyone yet that can play in his role. Maybe if we Samara is confirmed, he might be someone that can step in for slightly different player, but could step into that number number eight role, I guess, every now and again. Yeah. So yeah, I think he was vital to us, and, and and he won us the FA Cup with that goal as well. He did. He had a good season, though, last season in terms of goal scoring as well. We've lacked a central midfielder that can score goals. You know, you think back to the Cloud Puel days when we had Ndidi and Mendy as the, the two mm. midfield options and they were never going to score. But he scored six goals in the Premier, Premier League last season and did Yuri Tillemans. And that's his best return for us so far. Nine Four overall, assists as well. Yeah, nine, nine overall. overall. Yeah. That, that's good, isn't it, for your central midfielders to do that? Brendan Rodgers talked about needing more attacking options going into next season. Um, but Yuri Tillemans has come up with the goods in, in that area, hasn't he? Yeah, I think one in five is a good ratio for someone that plays in his position. He's got a, uh, when, he, when he hits it, he's got a real good shot on him. I mean, the goal he scored, I think at Newcastle, was it, where he curled yeah. it in as well yeah. from distance, first time hit. Um it doesn't always go right for him, but I'd like to see, I'd like to see him have a go a few more times because mm-hmm. I think he's got a good finish on him. Yeah, I thought that was what we were going to be getting with Wilfred and Didi when we signed him. I think he scored a goal at Stoke, didn't he? Uh, a couple yeah. of games in from Absolutely 30 yards. Uh, yeah. And that was his one, I think, for his, his career. <laughs> Barry, let, let's come to you for your words on, on Yuri Tillemans' acceptance of, of uh, our Player of the Season award. 
Uh, well, he's he's obviously good, and I think uh, <laughs> it's it's just like it, Steve's probably right. I've probably just caught more bad than good when I've watched, and I think um, uh, being a relatively good talisman midfielder myself in my peak career, <laughs> uh, I I would like to I would like to see him. I would like to see him score more goals, and I think he's got box to box in him. I think he does. Yeah, and I think I, I'd like to see that more. I'd like to see that he is a number eight. And I, like he could take games by the scruff of the neck by himself when the likes of Madison and that aren't aren't doing it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just maybe shackles on him. I think is mm-hmm. it the fear of the Premier League that every team is good enough to get you on the break? I don't know. I think just unleash him, let him, let because he's a good finisher as well. Yeah, let, let let him go and have tries. We scored some good goals this season. Obviously, we'll come on to the goal of the season award shortly. Um, but you look back to his goal. Steve mentioned the Newcastle game. That was a sweeping move. I think Albrighton played it in from the right, and uh, and Yuri hit it on the run. Then there was Man United, um, and he, he was striking. He scored some good goals. Arsenal was another one that he scored, wasn't it? Some penalties as well. So it, he is an incredibly important piece of the jigsaw. Tom, all the rumours are going to be about him at the moment, aren't they? Liverpool are the latest team to be. Um, rumoured to be in for him. He's got two years left on his contract. Should we be yeah. worried? Um, you can't help but be a bit worried. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd like to think that he knows uh, he, he knows that, that he's got a good thing in Leicester at the moment, but it's, it's really difficult to call on that one. And I think with us looking at other central midfielders, it's uh, you know a good idea for us to do that. Obviously, I'd love to keep him. Yeah, we need, we need central midfielders anyway, don't we? Because we are lying yeah. again in, in that area. Um, Barry, again, outside of the club, do you would, would you be worried if you're a Leicester fan? Um, no, the only thing that's going to like might sway him is the fact that you know in the Champions League. But like, he went from sort of a big fish and a small pond from Ajax, and then underlegs. Was it Andalite? Sorry, I thought it was Ajax. And then he went to Leicester, and he's that again. So, like, the, whoa, every player whoa, has a level. Whoa, I don't. I whoa, like. I don't know. Are you saying we're a, <laughs> are you saying we're a small pond? I'm just saying he's a big fish. <gasps> you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be singing. We even conquered Europe in 1982. Only in a minute. That's that's what's gonna be going on. No, but no, but it's like I'm. I'm trying to pay him a compliment. Like, I think. Play, the thing about modern day players, like I think they know they're on a good thing, and they know the role, and they know he'll probably get a bumper contract. You'll think, or Leicester yeah. stupid not to give him one. Um, what is he going to like? Yes, he is going to play Champions League with Liverpool, but is he going to win more trophies there? Unsure. There's a naive, naivety amongst the Scouser fans as well. This, and he's only on thirty odd grand. We only have to offer him seventy grand, and he'll jump at it. But, you know, Leicester have loads of players on well over 100 grand a week. Yeah. Yeah. Why isn't he one already on over 100 grand a week and see if that's the case? Is that, is that a worry that we haven't sort of thought ahead and, and paid him what he's worth? I don't think he's on 35, is he? Or is he still on his first contract that he signed? Yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah, well, maybe um, he's just going to use this as a way of getting, or his agent anyway, as a way of getting his salary up, I would imagine. Mm. As long as he still believes the ambitions there in the club, and he believed that last season, uh, obviously missing out on the Champions League is a kick in the teeth. But if he sees that Top and the board are giving Rogers funds to go out and strengthen the side for a, a real go at the Europa League and to get into the top four, 
uh, and maybe win another competition again, I think he'd be happy to stay if he was convinced of that. Yeah. And I'm sure he'll get a good contract. I'm sure he will. I think they've been trying to renegotiate his contract for a while. Yeah. And I think in his mind, he was always going to leave it until after the Euros anyway. So. Yeah. Again, there's so much goes around. On, you could spend all day on Twitter at the minute, couldn't you guys? Uh, looking at all the rumours that are flying. And one of the latest is that his uh, agent is going to speak to the club and finalise the, the last details on a, a contract extension this week uh, at Leicester. Just at the back of my mind, I'm, I'm hoping it's not going to be a... Um, an extra year and they're going to say to him look sign the contract we'll sell you this time next year if we don't do this and this which is a possibility isn't it yeah it, it's it's a possibility um, would they want to do that just to give them another year to buy a replacement for him I don't know um, I, I think they'd be convinced that they could get him to stay at the moment I think that's yeah. where their head is yeah. Listen, that is uh, our player of the season for 2020, 2020 to 2021. Do you want to hear what Yuri Tillman said about us awarding in that? Yeah. Yeah, me too, unfortunately. <laughs> no reply. Yuri, if you're listening, Barry doesn't hate you. Uh, we'll move on to the goal of the season nominations. And again, there was two clear uh, nominations. I think this was always going to be one that, that came down to the significance of the goal and actually the quality of it. And the two um, nominations really were for James Justin against Stoke in the FA Cup, uh, third round that started the journey and the final goal that ended that journey in back in May, Yuri Tillemans' rocket from 30 yards up at Wembley. Uh, and it's no surprise really that Yuri Tillemans came out on top with a, an overwhelming majority in that one. So Steve, start with you. Give us your memories of that goal. Um. Well, I saw him get the ball and he started to move forward. And as he moved forward, it was like the parting of the seas. They just they just backed away from him. And I thought, he's going to hit it. I was thinking, hit it. I didn't shout it, but I was thinking, hit it, hit it. And as soon as he hit it, it was just like, I thought, no, it can't, can it? And when it went in, it was kind of unbelievable, wasn't it? What a shot. I mean, straight into the top corner, like an arrow, it, it flew. And and I always felt if we got the lead against Chelsea, we could hang on and win the cup. And so for me, it was like, what a feeling to see that. And what a goal to win a cup final. Amazing. Yeah. Iconic FA Cup final goal, wasn't it? Barry, can you think of any more better FA Cup final goals than that that, that you can remember? Um, well, no, like I, because we're never really in them. I'm not really invested in it. Um, but I, I, I leapt off the seat when Leicester scored. Not because I was bothered about Leicester winning, just the goal was a peach. Mm. It was so good. And Steve's right, you could, it was it was complete slow motion that was happening, the midfield just seemed to separate. And it was just like, oh, he's he's gonna get he's gonna get to ping it, yeah. It was just beautiful, beautiful yeah. goal. Because when I think about those iconic FA Cup final goals, I think about uh, Roberto Di Matteo against Middlesbrough, the, the real quick one for Chelsea back in '97, um, and probably Eric Cantona against Liverpool, where he had no backlift and put it through. But I don't think they were of that quality. Tom, we were right behind it, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. And with that being the one, the one goal we've seen in person, just it was just incredible, amazing, unbelievable. Um, 
Did you <laughs> yeah, know it was I think in, if we'd have been at every stopped, game, that, that yeah. has still been the goal of the season for us, wasn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Did you guys yeah. know it was in when it when it left his foot? Could you? Yeah, tell? We Mark were did, and I did. Right it. behind it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you hit it, and I went, "That's in." But I say yeah. that a lot. I'll probably say yeah. that quite a lot. <laughs> Uh, you know, if, if every goal, every game was down to my commentary, there'd be about 10 all because I'm always going, oh, it's <laughs> yeah. in. Oh, it was, yeah, it scored. When the net bulged, my God. <laughs> Absolute scenes. Yeah. Again, apologies to the lady that I uh, molested and sat next to me. Uh, <laughs> she, she, yeah, yeah, we'll move on from that. It's <laughs> <laughs> Monday. <laughs> <laughs> there are other notable goals this season as well that haven't even been mentioned. Jamie Vardy's away at Manchester City, Steve, where he's end of a great team move, full ball from Tillemans, ball in by Castagna, and Vardy's flicked it like a back heel flick um, to put yeah. it past Edison. What did you make to that? Well, very clever because I mean, we started that game on the ropes, didn't we? And Mares put them in front and I was wondering how we were going to get back in the game. So yeah, just class. I mean, he's done something similar before when his first goal with England. Uh, yeah, because Germany. Like that as well. Um, he's a, just a very clever player, isn't he, when he's on form? And that was a, that was a classic goal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, topped off in that game with Madison's goal, uh, which was a stunner as well in that same game. Yeah. yeah we've been blessed, haven't we really this season? It's been some, some excellent goals in there. Any others in the league, as a, in the Premier League this season as a whole, Barry, that, you know, really taking your attention? Uh, I did like uh, Johnny Evans' header. Um, who was that against? Uh, was that Newcastle? West Brom. Well, at the end of the season, the last few games. Oh, Southampton. Yeah, it was. A, I loved that header, just because it was his timing, because it... it it moved whilst it was in the air because it took it a couple of deflections, just landed on his forehead. Perfect. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for saying we don't have much attacking threat, we did all right, didn't we? Yeah, so, Hatchard's goal on the volley as well. Oh, when of it course, yeah. His shoulder. Of course. Was yeah. that Crystal Palace? I'm trying to think. Who no, that Burnley. Was. Burnley, that's it. That was a classic goal. Not quite as good as Vardy's at West Brom, but which was a similar goal, but I think even better in terms of he hit it right into the corner. But what what a goal! And then young Luke Thomas's goal. At, oh, the, that was an absolute bang! Yeah, wasn't it? yeah. <laughs> at Old Trafford, yeah, yeah. What a goal of the season award that is! That's uh, that that to, to win that takes something, doesn't it? This season, this is yeah. the significance of that though. Um, winning the FA Cup for us as well it had everything about it, it. The beauty, the timing, the importance was all there. And uh, yeah. Yuri Tillemans picks up his second award of the evening. Of it's eleven, it's heaven for Jamie Vardy's award ceremony. What, what's he had to say about that, Mark? Do you want to know? Do you want, do you want me? Do you want me to let you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's not. He's not got back to me. Oh, right. <laughs> Disappointing. I, I obviously yeah. haven't tried to get. <laughs> I get accused of that all the time. Just you need to tweet <laughs> yeah, him and say he's got two awards. You know. Yeah. <laughs> he needs, needs to come and accept so them. Yeah. Yeah. And then we move on to our Young Player of the Season Award. Uh, again, another hotly contested area. Barry, you voted Wesley Fafana in that. What was your thoughts and what was your reason behind that nomination? Um, just because, just, like, just behind Evans, I think he's been fantastic. Uh, I think you've got an absolute bargain there. Um, like Steve said earlier, if you can get another experienced centre-half to coach him along, I, I think he'd be a world beater. Like He doesn't have the, the height or prowess as a Virgil van Dijk, but he's He's got the ball playing and the reading of the game and speed. I, I love I love watching paper ball. I think it's great. Yeah, he's he's a modern defender, isn't he? Correct, yes. When we signed a player 
like that, Tom, for 32 million. He's 19 years, no, 19 years old. No one's ever heard of him. Yeah. It's a risk, isn't it? Did you did you think he was going to yeah. be anywhere near this good? No, but uh, you know, our recruitment with defenders recently has been been pretty good, hasn't it? With Castagna and um Ricardo as well. So in uh, and Ryan Bennett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for uh, Fafana, his movement's really good. He um I'm kind of with Barry on his his he kind of occasionally looks experienced and he's he's gone too close to the ball when he shouldn't do or you know. Um, but he also pushes forwards in the way that Sionki was doing the season before as well, mm-hmm. giving us uh, an extra outlet. So, yeah, he's looking good. He's a top player, isn't he? F- future France international, Steve? Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's amazing. He struggles to get into the under-21 squad. France must have some strong, strong players, I think, that he struggles and has had to play right half. I mean... What what you posted those stats? He's better than player of the season, isn't he? In, yeah, in all of those yeah, categories, and surprisingly good in the air for someone that's not a massive guy, but great on the ball. You know, he's very aggressive, like Sionchu, which Rogers really likes in their defenders. You know that they go and make things happen, and like Sionchu, occasionally makes a wrong decision, which as a nineteen twenty year old you should expect. Really, but I think he's had an awesome yeah. season. I mean, he'd get he'd get in most people's teams now, right? And he's he's probably not even played fifty games, has he? I don't think he was bought for now either, do you? I think it, it was very much no. injuries and circumstance that brought him into the to play a little bit earlier. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it was injuries to Evans and Sionchu, wasn't it? And things like that that meant he probably played sooner than we would like. And I think everyone was was really pleasantly surprised how good he was, really. Yeah, absolutely. It's exciting. I hope him and uh, him and Siunku can learn to play together in a two at some point as well. That'll give us a great option there if, if Johnny can't play yeah. 40 yeah. games a season. And yeah. Other players that missed out on that award that were probably desperately unlucky and their season curtailed by injury was, was Harvey Barnes and James Justin. Both young players, both having the season of their life at that time. We'll start with Harvey Barnes. Barry, what was your thoughts on his season up to the point uh, when he got injured against Arsenal? I was actually gutted for him. He was great to watch, really good to watch. He kind of reminded me a wee bit of Bale, like quite quite big lad, yeah. athletic. And That's another player we don't want to mention, Barry. By the way, <laughs> he started to finish. He was he was getting better at the final ball. Um, just just terrible, terrible luck, but. He, you could see every team feared him. Yeah, yeah he, he was quick, wasn't he? And he, he was getting that end product, product on that. That was always the yeah. criticism, wasn't it? That he was getting so <laughs> many chances and creating so much, but his finishing was poor. This he is was, it, yeah. He was clinical last season. Yeah, he, he, was, um, he was always cutting into those kind of perfect places and not quite making the finish. And, you know... The same could be said of someone like Musa, to be honest. He <laughs> kind of got in and, oh, and spooned it. I can't believe you've just compared Harvey Barnes. <laughs> yeah. not I'm, come I'm, on, I'm not comparing Barnes to Musa. Um, but we're not yeah, going to chart in South Africa or Canada anymore after that. <laughs> yeah. but in terms of his finishing, yeah, he's, he's been looking awesome and he's certainly uh, impressed me. And um, he was actually starting to look like he was the one player that was the most creative and, and yeah. able to, to make a difference on the pitch. 
Yeah, yeah he gave us something different, didn't he? For sure, and he's he'd obviously been working on his finishing a lot with a with a club because it was a different league this this season to previously. He um, some crucial goals this season, Steve. He did, but his actual it just his end product was better. His crossing, his passing, once he got into those dangerous positions, was better. He got a load of assists as well. Um, so he was a real threat for us, and I think we really missed him in the that last third of the season. Um, we missed that creativity, particularly because Madison got injured and then wasn't on very good yeah. form at the end. Um, we were missing that bit of creativity and threat that Barnes brings for sure. I think that's yeah. the difference. Yeah. The difference I noticed then was he he took it upon himself. That's quite a brave thing to do yeah. for a relatively young lad. He would look for the ball. He'd come inside to get the ball. It was like he basically played what Mad, what I feel Madison should be doing. And um, I thought, yeah, I really hope he comes back fully fit because he was great to watch. He seems a good character, Barry, as well. But, you know, he's not one of these that are messing about all over the place. And he, he seems so focused and driven. That's, that's what you like to see in a footballer sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, not really one for the posers. Yeah, not part of the uh, Avengers squad <laughs> with uh, all the others. <laughs> um, another guy that missed out, of course, James Justin, Steve, RJ, JJ. RJJ, oh, yeah. How he was my player of the season at the point he got injured, actually. Yeah, I, awesome. I, I was really impressed with him. I, I wouldn't have expected him to play that well at right back, right back, which is his normal side. And he was playing at left back and, to be honest, did a far better job than Castagna or Pereira ever did when they played yeah. left back, even though he's right-footed. Um, yeah, he, he, he'd come on leaps and bounds at the beginning of this season and, and looked really, really good player. Really good player. And offered a threat, even down the left-hand side, even though he was right-footed. So Yeah. Those two players are the future, aren't they, really, Tom? You look at them and they've obviously had awful injuries this season, but we lost a lot of our, our, our attacking intent, which yeah. sounds crazy when you say one of them was a left-back. But when they got injured, that was when we lost some of our, some of our attack. Yeah, it was really disappointing and quite detrimental to the season. Um, you know, we were, we were kind of lucky, really, in the way that Ian Acho came in and kind of took, took games by the horns like he did. But you could just see that Barnes was better because JJ was with him. Um, you know, they were kind of crossing over each other and all sorts and, and really giving um, defenders problems. Because, you know, they're both as quick as each other. Yeah. We were very one-sided, I suppose, though, weren't we, in that, that yeah. respect at that time? Because we had those two on one side and, and all Brighton and... Uh, yeah, a bit blunt on the right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and someone else we haven't mentioned as well is, is Luke Thomas, Steve. What, what an effort yeah. that guy put in this season. He did. And, and, and look, he got caught out a few times, I think, concentration-wise, players getting in behind him uh, and whatever. But he's got a huge amount of potential, I would say. Um, and what a goal at Old Trafford. But a huge amount of potential. And I'm hoping that he gets some more chances. If we sign Bertrand, maybe, that he gets some more chances at left-back. So it's going to be a while until uh, James Justin's back, at least kind of, Christmas and probably well into the new year before he gets his fitness back, I would think. Yeah. So, so there should be some opportunities for him to get a few more games as well. That's it. Right. Ryan Bertrand then, Steve. How, how are you finding the uh, speculation around him? It could be another inspired signing, couldn't it? 
Could be another Johnny Evans, yeah. Well, look, Rogers knows him, doesn't he? Um, he's a winner, or he's been a winner in the past when he was young yeah. at Chelsea. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would rather have Goosens myself. Yeah. And he can play left left midfield as well as left back. So Has that um, ship sailed? I think so. Yeah. Um, he wanted Champions League football, didn't he? But I think Bertrand will give, give us a chance for Thomas to get a bit more, another year's experience in him, another year or two's experience in him. Um, and we still have that experience back up. And uh, a chance for James Justin to get fit. But if we've got Bertrand, Justin, Thomas, Pereira, Castagna, it's going to be interesting to see what, and a new right winger, it's going to be interesting to see what Rogers does with all of them to keep them happy. I think we'll be rotating the squad a hell of a lot next season if we get the right players in. That's my view. Yeah, squad's going to be important, isn't it? Especially if we've got anywhere near the injuries that we that we've got this season. We'll uh, we'll move on from uh, the young player of the season. However, another vote's just come through for player of the season for Johnny Evans, but it's too late. All, all votes have now been counted. Uh, <laughs> still, still may be charged. So. Mind you, do you reckon you've got more of a chance of getting a, a comment from John, Johnny Evans on his uh, <laughs> on his no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Underrated player of the season, um, Mark Albrighton has, has won that one. Um, Barry, I think you voted for Albrighton. I did, yeah. Um, but that's just it's, it's because it's the one that got away. I uh, loved him at Villa. I think he's been a, a wonderful player for Leicester. Um, deserved everything that he's got. And he does, he does exactly what he says on the tin. Like, you're putting 100%. His legs are going a little bit, but he still whips in a wicked cross. Um, yeah, I, I still like him. I think it would be well-deserved. Steve, would you agree with Barry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't vote for Brighton, but he's the obvious choice, I think, because he's often underrated. Um I don't know if the Leicester fans really underrate him, um, but he's such a hard worker and he's got some quality on his day. Uh, he had a few off games, I think. Um, we try to use him too much maybe in the season. Sorry, Steve. Pick that back up. Yeah, I agree with Barry. Um, I didn't vote for Albright because I thought he was the obvious vote, right? Because um, he's often underrated by people outside of Leicester and Villa, probably, I would say. Yeah. Um, but I think the Leicester fans quite rate him for his, some of the newer fans less so, but he always gives 110% and he has his moments of quality and he's assisted quite a few goals, not scored enough for me, but assisted quite a few. I actually put a surprise person down for mine, which was Johnny Evans, because I think yeah. he is rated, but I still think he's underrated by a lot of the, uh, a lot of the fans in terms of the importance to uh, how we function defensively. I think he's vital to be part of that. Yeah, he's, he's only 31 as well, Mark Albrighton. He always gives me the impression now that, because the way people talk about him, like he's finished and he's no good, that he, he he might be a little bit older than that. But again, another senior pro that's going to matter to us again this season, I think, in terms of, of transferring the DNA of the, the title-winning team and, and so on. Yeah. So eight years he's been at Leicester now, Tom. Do you remember that first season when Nigel Pearson just wouldn't pick him? Yeah, yeah, and it was quite disappointing, really, wasn't it? Because we we could see every time he was playing that, as, as Barry said earlier, he just whips whips crosses in like there's no tomorrow. And 
especially you know when we need someone in those last 10 minutes of the game to just fling something in as to get something on the end of it that's what you want really yeah um but he's he's kind of still got that man mentality that he's always had for us hasn't he as well um, yeah you know title winning season he was uh he was kind of absolute gem then <laughs> I, was, I was asked to do this category for under the 90 for their end of season video um, and I actually went with a different but I went with Kasper Schmeichel in that because you look at those categories and he's not going to win things too much else um, but he's had another really so- I know you look at the last this, game where this was my vote as well yeah where he's made a mess of it in the last game we know he has yeah. um, and it was a challenge but over the course of the season he's been he's been sensational for us yeah Steve yeah, I can't argue with that. He's, he's um, won us quite a few points. So I was really, you know, sad for him that as captain, he, he dropped those uh, those ghoulies on the last day, you know, just when we <laughs> when we needed him, really. Um, I think we're in control until he punched it into his own net. Uh, but for, for the whole season, some fantastic saves. And as much as we say that Yuri Tillemans won us the cup with his goal, I mean, two outstanding saves in that cup final, especially the last one from Mount was yeah. sensational. And he's been like that all season, to be honest, hasn't he? I don't think that save was possible. I, Tom, I think I turned to you at Wembley and said, that's at the post and it. There's no way he could have saved that. <laughs> and Tom, See, as calm as ever, went, I think he saved it, mate. It, <laughs> it was unbelievable because it's so, I mean, it's almost central to the goal and the amount of power that's, that's in that strike. For him to push that out past the post, yeah, was amazing. Yeah. Would you have him as no your comments, captain next? Guys, he's got a really strong wrist, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the amount of times he's had the ball blasted at him from short range and he's deflected it a mile wide, when most people's wrists would give a bit, you know, at that power from that distance, uh, and, and he's just rock solid when the when the ball hits him. You might be the best person to ask this, then, Steve. How how does one develop a strong wrist? <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to ask Casper that. He's probably got some special training routine. <laughs> uh, Barry Villa have probably got one of the best goalkeepers in the league, haven't they? With uh, Martin, uh, what's his name? Martinez. Yeah, Amy Martinez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you rate Casper Schmeichel as well? I know that you've retracted on his kicking ability, and obviously, the last game of the season he's had a nightmare. But apart from that, he's he's won us some points this season. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, he's he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. I I, fr- I get frustrated watching him, but um, thanks for that ringing endorsement. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. I, just, that's I think he's okay. like he's not, I don't think I don't think he's I don't think he's world class. Um, I think he's he's okay. I think he he is is. I don't know. I don't know. I think his time's coming up. I think um, I think there's better goalies out there that would want to come to Leicester and improve you. I think his shot stopping is world class. I don't think yeah, he commands yeah. a six yard box enough and his distribution can be off. Like that. Uh, but he's been a great servant to us for 10 years now. Um, when a lot of bigger clubs at the time were after him, yeah. potentially, he stayed loyal to us because he loves it at Leicester. And for me, he's part of the family. So um, we forgive him his little foibles. Yeah. That's that's why I think we're so susceptible at set pieces, you know, that yeah. he just doesn't command that. So I'm not entirely convinced it's down to the defenders. It's it's more a lack of control over the, the six-yard box. But 
he's a legend of the club. He's probably the most, my favourite goalkeeper of my my lifetime, I think. And don't forget that, you know, we've had such legends as Rob Douglas in goal for us during that time. And uh, who else? Oh, Zelko Kalac and players like that. So, yeah, and he's my favourite keeper. And he was my underrated player of the season. Next one's maybe a little bit harsh of an award to put up because we have had such a good season, but I did put flop of the season down for, for our next award. And it was a unanimous decision, uh, actually, across the board that Cenk is under um, was, was our flop of the season. Barry, did you put him as well? I did, yeah. Um, just because like, I was trying to think back to the season when I saw anything he did good. Uh, and when he was signed, I expected him to be a starter and and take your boys forward and it just hasn't materialised. Yeah, it's a bit disappointing, isn't it, Steve? I think that game away at Leeds United where we took them to pieces, he came on and, and sort of changed the game a little bit for us on that night when we were pegged back here, just being 2-1 up. And he never kicked on, though. No, he set up the winner for Vardy at Arsenal as well, didn't he, um, uh, when he came on. But I think um, Rodgers was never convinced in his defensive capability and his, and his, and his intention to work for the team. Because um, he, got, he, got, he got a good shot on him, actually. He scored, I remember one goal in the Europa League, I think, where he's got a real good yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he obviously... You know, Rogers is going to give him enough chances and tell him exactly what he wants from him, and he couldn't meet his expectations, so he didn't play him. Simple as that. Because he defensively, we were going to be looking a lot weaker with with him in the team, uh, which is a shame because he's got some technical capability. But you know, you come to a club, you listen to the coach, and you and you do as they say, whether you like it or not, don't you? I wonder what Siunku's thinking about his impending departure because I think he thought he was brought into you know, help him settle a little bit better, keep a friend around for him, but we can't keep yeah. twenty million pound friends, can we? That's apart no. from you, Steve, of course. Um, <laughs> um it's disappointing. Quite interesting though, Baz. Um, it looks like Arsenal may go in for him now that they've missed out on Buendia after you guys have looked to have secured his his signature at Villa for next season. That's an exciting signing, isn't it? Not for Arsenal, but yeah, certainly for us. I think uh yeah I'm buzzing for it. I think I think it was already done by the end of the season. I think I think all the groundwork had been done. Uh, he looks quality. I, I like. I actually think we'll splash more. Um, he he's yeah. definitely going to be replacing that for idiot Traore. And then we just need the number ten. I think the rest of the midfield is okay. We could do with a defensive enforcer. But yeah, I think four big players will come in and push us right. Where English will go? Nah. This is this is well, when they're spending, this is where they're spending the money. It's like and like don't take the piss space. It's the equivalent of when like Messi stayed at Barca. The way, <laughs> the, way, the, way that, the way that the way that's happened is because they've invested for him. Yeah, and I think these guys know it. They're not idiots. Like they're the fourth richest combination of owners um, out of the Premier League. So like they've got money to splash. They're with a team going forward on the cusp of Europe. Got to keep doing it. Yeah, um, I think it's an exciting time for the fans, isn't it, pre-season? Um, but spending big doesn't always 
mean that you were that it translates on the pitch, but some good signings last season. Just on to potential transfers, one of our other awards were which potential transfer could we get most excited about? And Samare has, uh, has been the name linked that the fans are, are most excited about so far. Steve, you did a little bit of research back into him a few weeks ago. What's uh, what's your thoughts on Bubakar Samare? Well, is it? Is a bit like Ndidi, but with a lot more go forward about him. So he's a he's a tall lad. He's athletic. He's um, he can get in a tackle. He wins headers in the middle of the park, you know. And Rogers has been looking for boosting the strength in the in the middle, the power and the strength in the team. And I think having Samari there would work. But he can he can play forward as well. He's a winner. He's won the uh, League One uh, or League Uno, I should say, title now with Lille um, uh, and played most of their games this season. So he's got that winning mentality about him as well. So I think he's cover for both Ndidi and Tielemans. And um, I think we'll see a lot of him through the season as, as he rotates the squad. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I think that the business, you know, Bouncer's talking about big money being spent at Villa. The business that Leicester are going to do in Odson Edwards and Samare for less than the Buendia fee is, and obviously Bertrand on the free, it's a phenomenal business. And it is the Leicester way, isn't it? Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't sure who you were asking there, Mark. Yeah, I should have said, shouldn't I? Just anyone could have answered. It would have been, would have been fine. Um, Austin Edward is nearly done as well. Tom, what's your thoughts on him coming in? And it's probably going to be a little bit harsh on Kalecci and Nacho that it looks like he's going to go down to the third choice striker. I would say so, yeah. Um, to be honest, I've, I've not looked into him that much, really. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he does stack up into the team. Uh, I know we were kind of talking at the, well, we'll talk at the end of, end of every season as if uh, Vardy's about done and who knows whether he is or he isn't. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard to know what what formation we'll be playing out of the gate based on who we've got coming in and um, whether we're going to be utilising wingers again or or not. Barry, tell us what you know about Odson Edward. You are a local correspondent of Scottish football. I know I've seen some of his goals and I think some of the goalies had to go and milk their sheep, uh, milk their cows rather, um, because they're all farmers up there, aren't they? So, All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he is good and he's young and um, I think Roger's got, got a lot of him at Celtic and I think he knows what he's getting. So, um, It'll be, a big, it'll be a step up because the, the finish and the speed of the game will be night and day. But I think once he's gone up to scratch, um, and then you're getting him for 15 million. Like, will any actual drop down? I don't know. I think that, I think that's... But it, it's interesting to see how he's going to play because for me... I think they'll in, rotate again, Barry. I do. Yeah, I, I do. Think, I, I think they'll stick to two up front. Yeah. Uh, Ian Nacho can't play as a one. Vardy yeah. can. And this lad can play on his own up front. So if we're playing one up front, we've got two options. We can play Vardy or we can play play him. If we're a two up front, we can play Ian Acho and him or Vardy and him, right? So I think he just gives us a lot more options. He's pacey though, isn't he? He can play all three. Ian Acho can play 10. He's he's a pacey striker, isn't he? He's quick, he's good in the air. Strong, strong boy as well. Yeah, Yeah, very good in the air. 
Because yeah, that, that gives us a, a bit of a difference from Ianacho. Because Ianacho, as good as his finishing is, he's not, not the quickest. Um, no. And he's probably not the best in the air as well. So it does give us that other option. You just wonder next season, Steve, if uh, we're going to really ease him in a little bit um, and give him a season to adjust and just do what we've done really with players like Siunku when he came um, and others, James Justin, when he came, give them the time to settle into the squad. Yeah, I think so. But I think we'll see more of him early on in uh, maybe the Europa League Cup, things like that. Um, I think he'll, we'll definitely be seeing more of him in those kind of games, maybe here and there uh, on, in, in the Premier League to start with. Uh, he won't always be first choice, I guess. But I think he's got a lot of potential. He didn't have such a good season this season, but I think his head was already turned. You know, I think discussions have been ongoing for a while and he was obviously distracted this season. And I would think the Celtic fans would say he didn't have his best season. His head was already elsewhere. Um, but Thierry Henry thinks he's a star in the making. He's a real rough diamond. Um, poor old Hartson has uh, gone mad, hasn't he? Same with shafted Celtic again, getting him for 15 million. And, um, I bet Chris Sutton can't sleep at night at the minute. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. But, it, it, you know, it's another... We spoke about the, the value that Leicester are getting in the transfers. It's quite nice to be thrifty like that, isn't it? I saw a stat... Earlier, there was about six players that Everton had signed for a combined 107 million that they then sold and got two million pounds back for. Uh, Leicester are the other way, aren't they? There's got to be there's yeah. a clear strategy. There's got to be a resale value for them. They've got to be able to increase the value on them. Players come onto the market that you just know are Everton or West Ham signings, or that's how I would have seen it at the time. It's really impressive to be bringing these sort of players in, isn't it? Steve? Yeah, I mean, our worst season actually for signings was probably the season after we won the league, wasn't yeah. it? Where we spent quite a bit of money on people that didn't really do anything, whether it was Musa, Slomani, others as well, I think. In the, I'm trying to remember who else, but we spent quite a lot of money. Yeah, we spent a lot of money that season and they didn't really figure or didn't do anything when they did. And I think, um, yeah, all credit to the recruitment team, Um to Rudkin uh, for the deals that he's managed to negotiate in both directions, I think. Um, we're a good bit of business. Uh, a model club for a lot of clubs now, I think, the way Leicester does business. How, how has John Rudkin gone from pariah to hero as well? Because he was being hounded by fans, wasn't he, at one stage? Yeah, but he was getting hounded for the quality of our signings. That was never down to him. There's a recruitment tr- team and there's the managers that make those decisions. His job is to negotiate the deals. That's all. Um, He'll have a say. Yeah. Yeah. He'll have a say on the board, obviously as to, um, is his role there. But uh, I mean, he, he doesn't pick the signings. He does the deals. Now, if, if we kept messing up the deals and missing out on players, because we were trying to not offer them enough wages or whatever, I can understand him getting hammered. I just think it's typical Leicester fan, let's find a scapegoat and not really understanding how the club works, to be honest. Mm, absolutely. Our final award of the evening goes to the player to watch next season, for next season. Um, and there were some interesting uh, names that was mentioned in here. Barry, you've put Wesley Fofana for your, uh, for your nomination. Do you think he's going to improve even further next season? Yeah, I do. I think it'll be even better. Um, I think it, if if they're going to play two, it'll be him and Evans will be first choice. And like Tom said earlier, he does advance well with the ball. Um, 
And I think that's probably going to be an important part to how Leicester play next year because he had a lot of success down that right coming forward and, and even overlapping. So yeah. why would you, why would you rein that in if it's good? It was a whole Sheffield United way of playing, wasn't it? That the centre-backs came out of defence yeah, yeah. and joined the midfield. It was quite an interesting tactic that Chris Wilder was was using there for, for that period of time. And you two guys have gone slightly different and you've both gone with players that are coming back from injury. So, Tom, you, you went with James Justin, probably won't be back properly fit until around Christmas yeah. time. And yeah, I think one to watch in terms of fingers crossed that he he comes back in, in the way that he was he was looking, really. Um, obviously, we had... Um, Ricardo go out and come back and not really not really be able to get back into that form but I'd, I'd love to see James Justin come back and and be what he was yeah it's a really interesting actually Leicester have, have been out and strengthened their medical team this week and they've, they've brought a doctor in who specializes in um ligament knee ligament ACL, ACL. Yeah. yeah so so that is you know to go into that niche and find that they, they mm. must be really hoping that they can make that little bit of a difference because we all saw that Ricardo wasn't at his best when, when he came back and um, up until the Chelsea game when he kicked Ben Chilwell but apart from that <laughs> uh, he, he had a rough end to the season um but James Justin you know we can only hope that he he comes back Harvey Barnes was your vote, Steve, and he is in. Um, he's back out on the training pitches now, so we're expecting him yeah. to be to be ready for preseason. So he'll be good to go, won't he? Yeah, I mean, it's good pick, uh, JJ Tom, but I, I think it's going to be a struggle for him just because he's not going to make the start of the season and he's going to be playing catch up. So uh, I am. I'm not going to expect too much of him, but I think Barnes having a full preseason. His injury wasn't that bad, obviously bad enough to keep him out, sadly, but not that bad. And I think if he gets a good preseason and him, he can build on what he started to do last year. And if you look at his goals and assists last year and you think of him playing for a full season in, a, in an even better squad, I think he could be one to watch. And I think he, he could make the breakthrough into the England squad next season as well. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, Fafana is the, the winner of that, having taken in our uh, listeners' votes as well. So, Baz, you've, uh, you've called that one. I would have gone for uh, Keenan Dewsbury Hall, and I keep mentioning the guy, and I'm probably his biggest fan, his cheerleader, um, but this guy is, is going to be breaking through next season, and I think he is going to be the, the backup for Yuri Tillemans in midfield. Uh, mm. Similar sort of player in terms of passing range, getting forward, scoring goals. Uh, and I think he's going to excite a lot of people for, for Leicester next season. Another local lad, he's from Shepshire, Tom, up the road from up the road, up the road from you. Yeah. yeah, so you can nip in and tell him when he's had a good game. Uh, <laughs> and I, I'm I'm just really excited to see him. Luton fans were going absolutely bananas for him. He won four awards at their official end of season awards, which I'm not saying is better than this, but you know, <laughs> he, he did he did have actual trophies in his hand. Yeah, yeah he so replied I, to that. Going to rub it in. <laughs> Um, and, and finally, guys, this is the last podcast for, for our season, really. We'll start season two next time we, we do a podcast. Just want your thoughts on who your favourite show has been, which guests we've brought in has given you the most amount of joy. Who's been your favourite guest? Start with you, Steve, on that one. Well, uh, it was a tough decision, I think. Ian Marshall gave us a real laugh, I think. Um, he was very forthright and quite funny, as you'd expect from a scouser. So Ian Marshall was very good. But as he's one of my all-time heroes playing for the Foxes and for such a long time, I've got to go with Steve Walsh just for that reason. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, it might have been a good laugh for you lot with uh, Ian Marshall, but I was on the other end of it. I was getting roasted and trying to find my words as he was <laughs> as he was <laughs> coming back with unexpected answers to everything. So that wasn't uh, wasn't so great for me. Tom, how about you? You and Roberts for me. I just thought he was an absolute sound guy. Had had some great stories, and he's a player of that sort of time where you know you and I were growing up and you know, going to the odd match and it just brought back the feelings of when we were kids, really. So, yeah. He, he, he did. Was he, was, he was a nice guy, wasn't he? Yeah. He'd be yeah, absolutely yeah. devastated that Swansea didn't get promoted in the playoff final, no doubt. He's a Swansea lad through and through. So, uh, I hope he's <laughs> over that. No worse feeling than losing the playoff final, is the Buzz? No, it's not much fun. Yeah. But it's easily forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, we've been there a few times, Stevie, I mean, the, the yeah. 90s, yeah. Yeah, we uh, have. Who was oh, your favourite guest? I think that was Mark Draper, wasn't it? I think, uh, yeah, so like, definitely Ian Marshall because he was the first one of the Leicester guests, like, they had a difference of opinion. Yeah. You know, like, he yeah. did Rogers for one of the funniest comments ever. And, um, but Mark Draper, just because I was totally starstruck and absolutely loved what it was, it was one, definitely one of the, the longest time ago um, signings that I was really excited about. Yeah. Yeah, and it, was, it was just nice chanting. Still a friend of the show as well. We're definitely going to get him back on next season. So, so the the odd update from him. So he's, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to finding out his thoughts on Leicester and Villa next time. Next time we speak to him, for me, yeah, probably Steve Walsh because he, he was just that that guy that was was Mister Leicester City, wasn't he? When when I was growing up, he was a defender that did his ACL, came back, stuck him up front, scored goals, lifted trophies. Had a fight with Ian Wright. He was absolutely superb so many times for us. And it was sad when we let him go. He went out alone somewhere at the end of his career as well, didn't he, Steve? Did he go to Norwich or somewhere like that? He went... No, I think Norwich signed him, didn't they? From Did his, they? Uh, yeah. It's felt so wrong. His ear is there in everywhere, isn't he? Is he? He's every flipping where. where. That's the PC version for uh, yeah. to make sure we don't get banned, banned from Spotify. But yeah, he, he, he edges it for me. He was my, my favourite guest. What we're going to do is we'll try and bring even more guests in, in the second series next season. Uh, and we'll look forward to to keeping the show going, really. I hope you you guys at home have enjoyed listening to us waffle on, really, for an hour at a time for the last 23 shows. Uh, and it's flown by. It's, it's been, been that many. Yeah, it? it's flown by. It's been good fun, hasn't it? Great. Yeah, it has. yeah. Well, it's, it's just four or five mates having a chat most of the time, isn't it, with the odd special guests. So, yeah, it's it's just uh, we're missing being down the pub doing it. Really, we should record it down the pub with a few pints when we can. It's a bit I difficult. We're, we're when kind we're, of spread out yeah. all over the. <laughs> just before we go, then looking back over the season now, now they've just settled a couple of weeks since the the end. Steve, good season for Leicester City. Any regrets? Any disappointments? Uh, a very good season because we got more points than last season. We finished in the same place and we won the FA Cup. Um, and we've seen some of our younger players really develop, whether it's Barnes, James Justin, young Luke Thomas, Fafana be a revelation. You know, great signings again. And, it's, and, and we're looking like we're going to build on that for next season. Obviously a regret that, that despite, and I blame it on the injuries more than anything else, that we just let it slip away again at the end because uh, it was gutting. And, and and if we end up losing any of our star names because we didn't quite manage to clinch the the Champions League, then, uh, you know, that regret will be even stronger. But hopefully not. 
Yeah. Tom, same question to you. How are you feeling about the, the back end of that season now? The back end of last season? Um, well, obviously, we've, we've won a trophy, which uh, was quite special, wasn't it? But, um, yeah, I'd, quite disappointing, but it is down to those injuries. I know, you know, managers can moan about it all they want and we can get a bit narky at them, but it really was, it really was this season down to those injuries that, which is where it started slipping away, really. Um, and yeah, a little bit disappointing in that respect. But I mean, if we do as well as this next season, I'd, I'd still be happy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> season ticket renewed, ready to go. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all set. Because that's going to make a difference, isn't it, having the fans back? We saw last season that so many away teams were picking points up. Our record at home was really disappointing. Yeah. But it's probably the same again for you at Villa. That's where you've had maybe the opposite a little bit, because sometimes at Villa Park, the fans get on the crowds back, don't they? And how how are you looking forward to the next season with the fans back in? Yeah, I'm excited about it. And I think from you, obviously, just how the club's progressing and, it is. It like, we're just kind of a few years behind less than, and I guess trying to progress like they are. Maybe, mm. maybe we do spend a bit more money. Um, I like the way Leicester are and a bit thrifty. Um, but if the, if there is a concern, and it's not really a concern, will the fans affect us the other way? Mm-hmm. That's like, what I was saying. Yeah, I could see that because Villa Villa fans are notorious for turning pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to think that won't be the case. But um, there's plenty of buffoons out there that will do it. Yeah, I think we. I think it makes a difference. It was so nice towards the back end of the season seeing fans back in stadiums again for the for the first time. Hopefully, and um, for that first round of games and the weekend of August the thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth, which is my birthday weekend, and um, that you know we'll have four houses across the land, and that's going to make a big difference. I had a, I had a dream the other night, Buzz, that we played you first game of the season as well. If that's going to be the case, we'll have plenty of talking points for for the summer. What was the result? I didn't get that far. I woke up in a, in a cold sweat. Yeah. <laughs> it's clearly a nightmare for you. <laughs> I can't believe I'm having to end the last show with a series talking about Aston Villa. It's like it's like having a family member that you don't really like, but you have to talk to. That, that's how I would view just checking in on you on Villa's progress every week. Right, okay. I'm not saying you're the family member. I'm saying Villa. I was going to say, you're not going to mention anyone, are you, Mark? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not, not mentioning any names. <laughs> Not mention any names. I'll have to edit that out as well. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll would like to ask a question. What what is what's your like each of your expectation for this year after last season being a success? I, I want fourth place and uh, to win the Europa. Whoa. <laughs> That's, That's what you want. Or an expectation. Um so, Expectation. I, I I don't really have any expectations. I'd love to get top four, um, but I think it's it's dangerous to think that you're going to end up in this position every season. Um, and I think you know if if we can build the team, great. Yeah, we'll get there. But if if we do have one or two drop off or you know not not come back from the their injuries so well, then. Uh, then we, we might be in a position where we're struggling, to be honest. But, you know, fingers crossed. <laughs> we need to stay positive, right? I, I, I 
probably more with Steve, to be fair. Um, I see no reason why we can't progress. And I think we'll have learned a lot from the Europa League campaign last season. I think we were a bit naive in that at different points. I think we showed that we haven't really played much European football. Um, and yeah, the European tour is going to be good fun for the for the club this season. So that well, I don't my... think we took it serious last season, did we? Because in the game we lost at home to Slavia Prague, we, we had mm. five players out or six and we rested another three or four. Yeah. So we weren't, it wasn't, oh, yeah. it wasn't something we were going for. It was the yeah, FA Cup. The performance in both of those games wasn't great. No. I'm not sure which point you start seeing the Europa League as a inconvenience, you know, because I'm really excited about it again for, for next season. Yeah. 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 It's European football. Baz, you, if you had that for next season, if, if, you know, what's your aim for Villa? Would you be happy with Europa next season? Um, would I be happy with like sixth? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I think it needs it's it's it's, it's okay splashing the cash this year, but if we don't get Europe, then it's kind of for nothing. Yeah. So that the, there is there is an expectation for Villa to do that. Um, I I don't know how big the the top guns will spend because they're all pretty much in debt, other than mm-hmm. City. So um, the, like this year was the chance for another club to do it. Yeah. But I think that I could see next year being an even bigger chance. If mm-hmm. Man City don't get in a striker, um, if Liverpool's defenders don't come back the way they should, mm-hmm. um, Chelsea, I think they're the danger team. I think they're the ones to they'll be the favourites. West Ham um, won't do as well with a crowd behind them. No. <laughs> so, no. Yeah, same as what you were saying there about Villa with their crowd. West Ham's crowd are probably as bad, if not worse, when things start to go wrong, aren't they? And Ev- Everton could be awful next year. Everton Spurs could really be bad. Yeah, I think Wolves will struggle next season now they've lost Nuno. Uh, they're going to have a fire sale over there as well. And I think I think Leeds they need, they need to buy. I I think they they got through this season through adrenaline and being a new team. I could see them having a horrible second season. So we're going to win the league. That's what you're saying. No, we all win the league. <laughs> what a perfect time to finish I think tonight guys on, on that um, this has been another episode of It's Eleven It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy it's been emotional it's been a wonderful season for Leicester City and we'll be there with you every step of the way next season from all of it <laughs>
Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.